Welcome to this week's edition of the St. Paul Podcast. I'm Peter Marty, Senior Pastor of St. Paul Lutheran Church, located in the heart of Davenport, Iowa. Right here each week, you can hear a message to inspire your walk with God and hear beautiful music to fill your life. Let this podcast be your occasion to contemplate some of the deepest things in life, just as I hope it helps faith come alive for you. podcast listeners. This is Pastor Megan. If you've kept up on the happenings of St. Paul lately, then you might know that my time as a pastoral resident in this congregation is coming to a close. I got my start here a couple of summers ago 
knowing that our time together would be limited to these two years. But what I didn't know was just how incredibly fast this time would go, nor how deeply you all would come to touch me in that short time. This residency program at St. Paul was designed to help new pastors like myself get a start at ministry and really grow into their own identities as ministers and as people after God's own heart. And that growth that I've experienced in these years has been exceptional. And I have you to thank for it. It just so happens that this theme of growth comes out in our gospel reading for today, as Jesus delivers the parable of the sower. You'll hear a lot about soil types in this passage, and Jesus helps us out in starting to interpret their metaphorical meaning. But interpretation is a team sport, so to speak. So listen now with your heart and mind. Maybe pick up a Bible and read a translation on your own. And then continue on so we can dig through some of the significance of this passage together. From the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 13. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there, while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell on a path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Hear, then, the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a while. And when trouble or persecution arises on account of the world, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of this age and the lure of wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Again, take a minute. Maybe read this translation again on your own. There's a lot here. And then continue on with this little reflection. Dirt might be one of the most precious commodities on earth. 
If you think about it and you follow the trail of energy back in any of the food that we eat, all of our foods once got their start as seeds in the ground. Even those beef patties that you might have grilled this weekend, those were once cows that survived on diets of grass and corn that all got their start as seeds buried in dirt. Dirt which provided the nutrients essential for life and growth. If we want a fruitful, healthy life, we need healthy soil. And that concept goes far beyond soil itself. For any life or growth to be successful, it needs to take root in a healthy environment. Think, for example, about the many, many things that schools do for kids. If we want students to be able to fill their brains with facts and figures, they first need to fuel their bodies with the nutrients necessary to concentrate and power their minds. And teachers and school administrators also spend an enormous amount of time and effort on making sure that kids feel safe in schools. After all, it's impossible to expect them to make careful observations of a science experiment if they're also trying to observe their surroundings for possible danger or disaster. Personal growth depends on environmental health. And that goes for adults as well as kids. I might be in the best position of anyone today to attest to this. I've lost track of the number of times that I've been approached by St. Paul people in the last few weeks and complimented on just how much I've grown these two years in the residency program. I mean, a couple of years ago in worship, my head was just spinning trying to figure out exactly where to stand and how to pace myself and what to do with my hands. But then just a few weeks ago, I was practically leaping around this altar area, dressed up as a superhero meerkat for vacation Bible school. That growth from self-consciousness to self-assurance is an enormous gift in the life of a minister. A pastor's growth depends on the nourishment of a community. St. Paul has been good soil to me. So there's a lot of truth to this positive relationship between soil and seeds, both literally and figuratively. And perhaps that's why Jesus decided to use soil and seeds as illustrations in today's gospel. In the parable of the sower, Jesus explains how the word of God is like God planting a seed within you. But in order for that seed to sprout and blossom, it must grow in good soil. Or for God's word to actually mean something to us and make a difference in our lives, we need to be ready to embrace it. But good soil is hard to come by, as Jesus found in his own ministry. Time and time again, Jesus encountered people whose hearts were hardened against God. Think of those stubborn characters like King Herod from Jesus' time, or like the Pharaoh in Egypt way back in the time of Joseph. These self-righteous individuals had a kind of tunnel vision for seeing and navigating the world based on their own idea of right and wrong. For such close-minded people, God's word would never take root or germinate any kind of meaning. That's one type or one group of soil. 
Another includes those who might be open to hearing God's word, but who refuse to let God's spirit move them out of their comfort zones. Picture people like the rich man who asked to follow Jesus, but who struggle to put an identity in Christ above the identity that they might get from things like power or wealth or possessions. Those cluttered hearts, like rocky soil, are not fertile ground for God's word. Then there are others like the disciples, whose hearts and ears are open to receiving God's word with joy and curiosity, at first anyway. This might be the category that we fall into most often, or at least I do. The disciples welcomed faith as something clearly valuable and meaningful to their lives. But they kept that faith at surface level, tending to it at arm's length and never quite moving close enough to depend on it. That's why when the going got tough, when Jesus was arrested and crucified, they scattered like loose seeds in the breeze. Faith for them was a compelling idea, but they weren't ready yet to invest in Christ the way that Christ had invested in them. So self-righteousness, greed, fear, all of these qualities make for poor faith and poor soil. The qualities of good soil, Jesus says, resemble those of his most unexpected followers, the poor, the outcast, the criminal. These are the people whose lives had been stirred up enough to receive God's word in a deep and life-changing way. They were ready to put their trust and commitment that it would take to let God's presence take root and bear fruit in their lives. So if you and I were to be completely honest with ourselves, we could probably find evidence of each of these soil types in our own lives. We all have moments, days, sometimes even years, where our hearts are hardened to the idea of an all-loving God. Other times we're more like the rich man or the disciples. We long for that kind of life-giving faith where practices like prayer really do bring a sense of ease and direction. We love the idea of faith, but something holds us back from going all in. Maybe it's a subconscious anxiety about what others might think if they knew that we were Jesus lovers. Or maybe it's a hesitancy to somehow invest too much of ourselves and our resources in Christian living. These are the periods of our lives where God might sow seeds of faith in us, but our soil just isn't ready yet to receive and nourish that faith to fruition. It would be nice if we had complete control over the type of soil we'd like to be, hardened or tilled, ready or not. But that's not how it works. Like the soil of the earth, we're shaped by all kinds of outside forces. I think the colloquial way of putting it is, life happens. Some days the idea of a grace-filled God is so compelling, and we are ready for that good news. In other days, God's word can go in one ear and out the other, because all of our energy and hope 
feels spent elsewhere. Our lives are always changing. So our work of preparing our hearts to receive God's spirit is never finished. No one of us is perfect at recognizing God's presence in our lives. So we'll always need to till and work that spiritual soil of ours. It's an ongoing labor of love. And yet, for all that Jesus says about soil and soil types in this passage, his big underlying message here isn't entirely about dirt. This isn't the parable of the soil, after all, but the parable of the sower, the source of all life and the one who plants those seeds of faith. The sower knows that not all soil is fertile ground and that many of those seeds scattered will never grow. Yet, the sower keeps planting. The sower continues to patiently leave seeds all over, never resting until those seeds take root and bear fruit. The lesson that Jesus lays out for us today is this, that God, the great sower, never gives up on us. God invests in all of us, knowing full well that some of us are on rocky journeys with cracked and hardened hearts. When it comes to God and God's commitment to us, there are no lost causes. God meets us where we are again and again with words of grace and hope. So yes, we all have work to do when it comes to tilling our soil and cultivating our lives of faith. But at the end of the day, we're not the heroes of our own stories. In the end, it's God's steadfast love and abundant goodness that wins the day. That's why Jesus' message isn't be the good soil, but trust in the good sower. We are all on our own journeys when it comes to trusting in God, the good sower. For my part, I can say that I never expected my ministry journey to take me next to Tyler, Minnesota, a town the size of two square miles on the prairie. Then again, the ways that God's Spirit has brought us together here in Davenport, entwining our lives for these last two years. That's been nothing short of miraculous, as far as I'm concerned. In faith and in friendship, we've flourished together. So if I could, I'd look each and every one of you in the eyes right now and say thank you. Thank you for being my good soil. The Spirit is blowing this congregation in new directions too. There are big things happening at St. Paul in the months and years to come. From the introduction of that new super app and that leap into the digital age to the retirement of Peter Marty next summer, who about 27 years ago started his ministry at St. Paul on almost the exact same day as the day I was born. I've been holding on to that one for a long time. 
So there are lots of farewells and many more beginnings in store for St. Paul this year. The gospel truth, though, is that God's presence and word will be scattered throughout all of them, ready to reach in deep and grow up strong. So let's give thanks today for one another. All of us works in progress. And let's also give praise to our God, who continues to tend to us in faith and in love. Amen. In the heart of everyone is God At the center lies the seed of Christ May the seed take root May it blossom and grow And may the flower grow beyond all measure In the garden of my soul
falls from me And withered I return to the earth May the love I have shared Be as a living soil Enriching those whom I have touched In the garden of our soul Together we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. So, podcast listeners, preparing ourselves to embrace God's presence and word in our lives is an ongoing labor of love. But so is God's unfailing goodness and commitment to us. So, trust in the good sower. And now, please receive this blessing. May the God of glory dwell in you richly and shine brightly on your path. And the blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and thanks for your support of the ministries of St. Paul Lutheran Church. Our commitment to projects that lend hope to other people stretches across the country and around the world. We hope that in a good way you feel a part of that reach. Tune in next Thursday for another edition of the St. Paul Podcast.